So we're going, to do, we're going to switch things around a little bit in our service, so we're going to look at the scriptures now. I'm going to uh, speak on uh, a little bit about uh, what we're going to be looking at, just for a few minutes, and then Sarah's going to lead us in a moment um, where uh, we've got an opportunity to light a candle in memory of a loved one and uh, someone that we miss dearly or someone we want to uh, pray for as well before we share uh, communion together. But there is a PowerPoint, Nath. If we can uh, whack that on, that will be fantastic. It should be there. Brilliant. So, um, so uh, I felt, it's not often I feel like a proper vicar. It's not often. I know I don't look like one, but it's not often I feel like one. And, um, and I've done it. I feel like it this weekend. I've had four remembrance services. So that's when you, you feel like, you know, you've, you've arrived in the vicary world, you know, and... Um, you know, you can complain at how busy you are because you have to do four things. Uh, and um, so that, so we did four remembrance services, which has been really, really moving. So it was um, the Dudley Festival Remembrance on Thursday, uh, Armistice, I never said that proper, hopefully I've said that correct, on Friday, and then Saturday up at uh, Kate Seal St. John's. And then this morning was a wonderful one with our choir, which was wonderful, the big Dudley Remembrance Service um, down at the Cenotaph for uh, thousands of people. Really, really moving moments. So, so we're in this kind of season of remembrance a a bit, aren't we, as a, as a country at the moment. It's, this is the kind of place where we are. But alongside that season of remembrance, the church during November has two really significant days as well. If you move on to uh, the next slide, that'd be great. Uh, thank you, Nathan. It's All Saints and All Souls. All Saints and All Souls. Now, if you've not got a Church of England background, you don't know what I'm going on about. You've got probably no idea at all. You didn't even know there was a church calendar other than Christmas Day. But there is. And uh, All Saints is when you remember the saints. See what they did there? Clever. Good, isn't it? Uh, all Souls is remember when we remember our loved ones and those who have departed. Um, so normally they're two distinct Sundays, um, but because of the, the way that Sundays have worked out at Top Church, um, we're going to do both all in one. So it's a kind of a combo meal there. So we're, we're looking at particularly through the scriptures, looking at saints, and then we're going to have an opportunity to remember our loved ones. So that's kind of how we're flowing uh, uh, today. So we're looking a little bit, uh, um, uh, do you know what? I, I never look at my notes, but I'll get them because it's sort of reassuring, isn't it? That um, Oh, it's a different topic altogether. No. Uh, so, uh, so we want to look a little bit at that. So there should be a reading. Is there a reading on the next? Um, that'd be wonderful. So, so Amy is going to do our reading. So uh, hand over to Amy. Thank you. Hebrews 12, verses 1 to 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses... To the, oh, sorry, let me do the version on the screen. Since, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honour beside God's throne. Those of all the hostility he endured from sin think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people, then you won't grow weary and give up. Thank you. So here, here's, a, here's a really interesting thing about um, saints and stories and things like that. If you're, if you're God and you're trying to think, how, how can I encourage people? He's sort of having a look around, 
It's obviously not looking here because you all look so encouraged. But he's having a look around and he suddenly thinks sometimes these humans, they need a little bit of encouragement in life. You know, it's, it's, it's tough down there. And, um, and, and how am I going to encourage them? And, and how, how am I going to kind of remind them of stuff that's really, really important? And he has a look around at humanity. It doesn't, it doesn't literally happen like this, but, you know, go with me. He has a little look around at humanity and he thinks, so how am I going to kind of remind them of, of, of really kind of important things? And then he's thinking, well, this is a thing. This world's going to last a long time so so it's going to last you know billions of years so so I've got to think of a way of communicating to like um, these things called humans over a long period of time because because they, they they get a bit clever and sometimes they think the earth's flat and then they realize they didn't fall off it and then they think it's round and uh, and then they think the heavens up there and they pop up there and develop a rocket and so it, and they realize it's not up there and they're, they're scratching around for it and and so humans kind of knowledge keeps developing keeps developing doesn't it over the years and it's like we're learning more and more stuff and God's like gosh how am I gonna I've got to find a really simple way of kind of connecting with all of them and then he remembers this he thinks this what about these words he says to himself these all always go down a tree he said well he did with, it always go down a tree with the trinity and, and the angels and these are the words it says it's once upon a time it's lovely isn't it once upon a time and God realizes this that one of the key ways to communicate to humans the things that make us human are stories it's stories. So way back in the Hebrew scriptures, some call the Old Testament, when God is trying to remind them of really important people, when God is trying to remind them of all the great things he's done for them, he simply says this, he says, can you tell your children these stories? And they're like, that's a lovely idea, I'll tell them these stories. And then can you get your children to tell their children and their children and their children, can you tell them the stories of all that I've done? And so he says it's through stories that we begin to remember the really good things. And the genius of it is, is this. Whatever age you are, and whatever age we've, you've kind of, well, you've all lived in this age, haven't you? But you know, you know what I mean, uh, whether you're anyone's here's Gandalf or something. You know, however long or you go back in history, the key thing we've got in common is stories we are the stories we tell ourselves and there's something about humans we just love storytelling it's why we love theater and it's why the eucharist is so moving and so powerful as Caleb leads it because he's retelling the story of jesus and it wasn't just in the hebrew scriptures in the new testament as well and in that wonderful short passage in hebrews we begin to realize that actually we are not on our own when i was growing up um, we were very suspicious of saints. Does anybody else come from that sort of background? Hey, just, just not Dave. He's Catholic through and through. This boy, uh, but but I was. We were we were like you know that that we don't want to talk about saints. You know that's for Dave and the the Catholics and all that sort of stuff and the Anglicans. You know we don't want anything to do with saints. And as I've kind of got into scriptures a bit more, you've kind of realised this beautiful verse is saying this is that. Do you know what we're we're not on our own. We we've got all these saints like in heaven like cheering us on. You know. And, and, and just clapping, you know, like the—I imagine, like you know, the Olympics when you when you know when you won that gold medal, Dave, at the Olympics, and everybody uh, cheered. It's like the whole of heaven and all the saints are cheering us on all the time, saying, "You're just doing a They're like, "I know, I've been there. It's not a nice place, Earth. Sometimes a bit awkward, but you are doing a fantastic job." And they're cheering us on through the stories of their lives, and we read their stories and we think, "Oh, that's really cool. They live like this and they live like that." And I want to pick up on two things um, that the saints teach us and the first is this 
all the saints in the past, we're all saints really, but all the, not, not the band, the, uh, all, is it, you know, something. all the saints in the past all come in sh- different shapes and sizes. A bit like you and I now, if you have a little look around, you know, some are really tall like me, uh, others struggle with their height, you know, so they're all saints, they all come in different shapes and sizes. And by that, what do I mean? So I've got my two favorite saints, other than Shirley. Uh, two favorite saints are Francis of Assisi and Julian of Norwich. So guess where they were from? Yeah, Julian's from Norwich and Francis from Assisi. They're clever ways of naming them, you know, Dave from Stanbridge. So, so Francis of Assisi and Julian of Norwich, really interesting. All Julian Norwich did throughout all of, not all, but all that she did throughout her life was sit down, basically, like the band James. She just sat down all her life. And then people, people would kind of come past her window and, uh, you know, ask for her kind of wisdom. So, yes, they'd say, uh, you know, Julian, tell me something wise. And she would tell them something absolutely stunning and beautiful. And as she would kept people coming, people kept coming to her for advice, what she used to do, she then started having these revelations of God. And she began to write, write them, she kind of write them down. And it's the first book that we have recorded ever written by a woman. It's Divine Revelations by Julian of Norwich. And Julian of Norwich said these beautiful words, said loads of things. She said, in the end, all things will be well, and all manner of things will be well. Isn't that a cool thing? Isn't that beautiful? Esther's got a little bracelet. That's the only jewelry you've got, isn't it, really? Uh, in the end, all things will be well, and all manner of things will be well. It's, it's just a wonderful, beautiful thing. But Francis... He had ants in his pants. The man did not sit down. He was in Assisi, and he was just, I mean, she was in Norwich. It was a bit chilly, probably, but, but he was in Assisi in Italy, and he was moving around, and he was active and always doing something, and he hated writing. I think he was dyslexic. He should have, he didn't like reading. He should have gone to read easy. He, he told his, his gang, don't read any books. They're evil things. Just get to know Jesus and pray and have fun and have the Eucharist, you know, and care for people. So you've got this, such a contrast between these sorts of saints francis who was sort of ants in the pants and and, and julian orange who sat down and said some really wise things but both are saints and what that says to me is this if i look around at this little room i think we are all so different aren't we i mean quite frankly we would if it wasn't for church it's unlikely that any of us would hang out if we're apart from, if we're being honest you know uh, but it's church that draws us it's jesus that draws us together but saints come in all shapes and sizes and your size and your shape who you are is brilliant and god is well happy with you and god loves you and blesses you and honors you and you're going to be saints so so you can call yourself saints the second thing briefly just before um i close is this is the simplicity that one of the most beautiful things about as you get to know these saints who are kind of cheering us on is the simplicity with which they live their lives. Do you ever complicate things? Yeah, yeah, thank you for, for being, yeah, yeah, complicate, like a, a really easy, situ, easy decision, it gets really complicated, and you just look at it from every angle, and you just got no idea what you're doing, really, and it just, and it builds and builds and builds and builds, and then someone says to you, pray about it, and try to hear from God, man that gets more complicated doesn't it because then you think how do I hear from God and you go to the Bible and you open it up and ooh, got the wrong bit didn't like that bit and you try another bit which is a bit better uh, and um, or you know you go to your, your priest or your or mate and they say one thing and someone it gets really complicated the beautiful thing about the saints is this they they in they had this kind of simplicity of faith of do you know what all I've got to do is what God wants me to do and in a nice way, stuff you all. You know, that's all, you know, they didn't say it like that because they're more saintly. They said, may God bless you all or something. But, but in other words, I had this sense of all I've got to do is discover what God wants me to do. 
And that's all I can do. I can't do anything else. I can't do what God wants you to do. I can only do what God wants me to do. And there's something beautiful like that. You know, the Lion Witch in the Wardrobe, when I think it was Lucy, was saying, yeah, but what about this person? What about this person? What about this person? And Aslan says to her, yeah, that, that's their story. You just live yours. That's their story. You stay in your own name. Stop going in the others. So Francis on his deathbed said this lovely quote, which we see. He says this, I have done what is mine. May Christ teach you what is yours. I've done what is mine. May Christ teach you what is yours. He didn't say, I'm going to set up this amazing organized structure thing called the Franciscan movement that's going to last the next 400 years. He says, I've just done what I had to do. Now may Christ teach you what you have to do. Not, not what I, may Christ teach you what you have to do. And one last thing. They had this beautiful ability to leave results to God. Their ego and the outcome of their calling were not attached. Do, do you get me? It's a really hard way to live. Their ego and the outcome of their calling were not attached to one another. All I've got to do is what Christ wants me to do, and I just leave the results to God. I leave everything else to God. Sometimes our ego gets attached not just to our calling, but to the results. Does this kind of produce something? Am I proving that I'm really a follower of Jesus? Am I really doing something? They had that beautiful simplicity that I'm just going to do what Christ wants me to do. And you have to discover what it is that Christ wants you to do. So that's a little bit about our saints, our inheritance in the saints. And um, that these saints are kind of cheering us on. But the beautiful thing about Francis and Julian is they would say, don't really focus on me. I'm just a little kind of pointer, a little light. Really, I'm here to show you how beautiful and wonderful Jesus is. And that's why we remember and hold all saints as a church. Not is to celebrate wonderful lives, but also because they show us the way to Jesus and what, how following Jesus just works out so differently in different people's lives. Let's pray together and then I'm going to hand over to Sarah who will lead us in an act of remembrance. Loving God, we thank you that um, we're not alone. We've, you're with us. We're with one another here. And there's these saints into the book of Hebrews cheering us on somewhere and I pray that for each of us simply that we will know what it is that you want us to do and we leave the rest with you in Jesus name Amen